Welcome to the new Ugly. This is our special episode where we review Nur Ein 13 round uh, round two. The title is uh, 320. That's that's like the hour 320 or a Bible verse 320. My name's Mike and I'm here with my co-host Ben. He's providing the ambience, which is the challenge of this title. Right, Ben? Yeah, I'm just hanging out here in the background. Ambience. You need more reverb. Ambience. I don't know how to turn on reverb, so that's what you get, guys. A few of these people are going to be cut. And uh, Pig Farmer Jr. was cut last week, but he submitted a, a song anyhow, so we'll get to that one at the at the end here. Yeah, we call that um, a shadow entry in the Narine world, right? That's the term? Correct. And I think I'm going to be updating the website to support shadow entries soon. I actually have a big website update uh, I've been working on a lot, but it's it's not ready yet. Right. So uh, just a refresher, you know, people get cut every week. This is like Survivor. There are eight rounds. Starting with round zero, you have 25 bands. If you win a round, uh, if you win round one, two, three, four, or five, you get immunity for the next round. And uh, this week, Marison had immunity because last week's song, Internet Sensation, uh, won. So, did I miss anything, Ben? Uh, we also forgot to mention that, uh, so this round, Pig Farmer was eliminated from the, after the Internet Sensation round. Uh, Lycanthrow and Riddle and Lee were also eliminated. Uh, and this time around, Swampy Nethers unfortunately made no entry. And Marison also took their immunity to not provide an entry. So we're down five songs this week from last time. What, uh, what would you write about if you had the title 320? So... So this is the, I think uh, this is like, so first I want to just say that I would never come up with anything that's as good as anyone else did in this entire round. Like I, the, the challenge of ambience, ambience, ambience is more, my, I would be more focused on. <clears throat> and to me, my first thought um, when I was thinking about how to make a song title for this was to try to make a song that could be the ambience to something else. So it could just be in the background and you wouldn't necessarily hear it. But then you also have to try to make a really, a really good song. And I think a couple of people went that way, but a lot of people went really different ways with their ambiance. Really surprised, really cool, really love it. Um, the title 320, I would definitely make a weed joke, like for sure. It's so close to 420, it's just like begging, begging for a weed joke. Um, I know one of our contestants did that, but I don't think anyone else did actually. I was really surprised that I think there's just one, maybe two. And, and what would you do for ambiance? So like I said, I would I would try to make a song that could be the ambiance and not necessarily have ambiance in the song. What what is so you would you would make a background song? Would you would you would have a conversation and your song would be like a mandolin playing in the background and it would be like an Italian restaurant with with breadsticks? Uh, I was thinking maybe something a little more elevator y. So um, probably my inspiration is uh, on the show Community uh, hashtag six seasons in a movie. Uh, they kept playing a jazz song that I always forget the title of the jazz song, but it's very elevator-y sounding, and I would try to make something like that, that you could just like stand in an elevator and let it just play over you and it not be a, a real noticeable thing. That would be my goal. I would fail miserably, but that would be my goal. All right. I, you know, you say ambiance, and I just I don't know what... Well, first of all, they, they spelled it a- ambience, so that's that confuses me. I guess they mean the same thing, but they conjure up different images in my head. So I I honestly I went 
I I went immediately to thinking, hey, uh, you know this this song has to feel like make you feel like you're you're somewhere, like you're sucked in, like there's an environmental aspect oh. to it. Yeah, I think you are thinking that the music itself is the ambience. Yes, ambiance. Whereas I think a, a lot of our contestants, myself included, felt like it was more of a, a sense of place that's the 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 ambience is that maybe that's the difference between the two we'll never know i don't even know if there is a difference to be honest i think i'm just a douche who says ambiance like a british schoolkeeper um schoolkeeper is also not a word but it's a french term so it's you know oh then i'm totally right i'm just douchey about it oh oh yeah and we we got a couple uh fan emails both from glenn yeah um shout out haven't had a haven't had a chance to uh respond to them uh, but uh, I did right before we got here, so hopefully I didn't offend Glenn. Um, oh, okay, okay. I, I was really nice and polite, I think, and also excited. So yeah. you gave me an idea for something else we should talk about later. Maybe have some other series, new features. Oh, cool! At some point. Uh, yeah, we yeah. we love love the feedback. We do uh, love all we the have, feedback. Uh, we have some regular listeners uh, who aren't involved in the song fight community, and we love their feedback too. It's great that we can pull together all these people into this songwriting contest that I enjoy so much, and I love all the people involved. Going back to the the challenge, um, ambience basically meant this round. It meant that your song had to be at least three minutes and twenty seconds. Or it meant it had to be really long, but whatever it did, it had to be really plotty with a lot of fucking reverb. There was a lot of that, yes. Which it, I actually it, it, like, but... Like, this round, like, I can summarize this round by saying uh, huge amounts of reverb, huge intros that went nowhere, and uh, biblical references. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like this round in a nutshell. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and one last, one last update uh, before we actually launch into songs here. Um, I, we're changing the format a little bit and we're giving everyone a minute 30 rather than just a minute since we're running small, we have, you know, fewer contestants. Um, and we're also a couple songs because of that sort of like the ambience feel and long intros, uh, a couple songs were jumping around. So you won't hear the beginning of every song. Um, I think you'll hear, we start every track, I think within the first minute, but we'll jump around a little bit. So you should definitely go check out the neurine.songlander.com website to get the full, uh, tracks for everything. Uh, check them out. So without further ado, let's do Berkeley social scene. Finally the weekend. It's good plan. We can go get away from it all. Head out to where the trees grow tall. I just want to lie in the sun. Lie in the sun again. Makes us feel apart Something 
sisterhood, a family of green. I just want to lie in the sun. Alright, and that is Berkeley Social Scene. What did you think, Ben? So, I have a lot of notes. I have a couple notes. The first thing is that I have no and idea. And that song had a lot of notes, it too. Did. Am I um, right? It is quite, actually, the song itself, really catchy. I actually really love the whole thing. I'm just completely lost on what the ambiance is, the ambience, whatever you want to say. Um, I wear, It's clearly evoking a beach vacation feel, going to smoke some weed, some friends. 320 is like a sad, like the refrain is sad. Um, it's very catchy, definitely grabbing my attention, um, but I just don't know where the ambiance is. I think, well, I I... I mean, it, it evoked an image, right? Definitely did that. Um, so if well, that's the rule, that's, then yeah, I mean, totally nailed it. Some some people might be picky about that, but I, I think that's, you know, I uh, I think it definitely uh, gave me the stoner vibe, like a Jamaican uh, type of Rasta type of thing, and I like that. Um, I thought the vocalist brought some really unique vocal lines that I don't hear often, and I really appreciated that, along with some of the musical choices behind it. Uh, the chorus was was particularly good, uh, in my opinion. I liked all the chord changes and everything. Uh, the lyrics, you know, um, they they were they were good for for what it's what it's doing, which is talking about smoking weed. I I suppose. Um, the I, I will say, so the vocals were mixed pretty hot, and I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think strained vocals like that should be mixed that hot because it, it I empathize too much with the strained vocals, and it kind of hurts my vocal cords when I'm hearing it. Now, I don't know if the vocalist uh, was trying to sound like they just smoked weed or if they just didn't warm up or... If they just don't have the range they were trying to sing in, it does bring a little bit of a charm, but it does, you know, uh, lose them a little, a, a, a little, a little pointage in my uh, my opinion. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Because um, when, when you say they're mixed hot, I'm a little confused what that means. But the sort of like raspy-ish sound quality, um, I actually thought that was a very intentional choice, and I actually really liked it. Definitely fit with the idea of you know, yeah, I'm smoking some weed, but it's also, I think the refrain feels so melancholy that 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 sort of strain vocal sound i think really actually just plays into that really really well and so you have this nice light uh catchy verse and we're smoking 420 and it's all fun fun and games but the verse is just like feels really sad and, and i think the the melody line or the vocal line and the vocal style all the way through definitely like ties everything together hmm. well uh it it does have a vibe to it i uh I can't really get behind that vocal styling. Yeah, I, I don't think I have that much to say. Like, I would have uh, preferred if the vocals were, like, trying to trying to blend in a little bit more or done with a, a different... Uh, what's the what's the word? Uh, there's a word. Texture. Different texture. I'm going with texture. All right, moving on. Let's do some BMAC next. At 3.20, the doctor called Tom Death. Flatlined and finished, she lost her fight. Too young to be 
gotten so soon Now a body in a hospital room The cops pieced together the events of that night At 3.20 this became a murder investigation The M.O. made this a likely serial offender He didn't finish, he had to rush She stayed conscious just long enough To name the man who was to end her At 3.20 the clock started ticking Just like his other victims. Alright, and that is B Mac. Mike, Penny for your thoughts. I uh I like the energy. Uh you know, the vocals kinda they they matched the vocal energy matched what the lyrics were trying to convey, I think. Um I liked the bass line and uh and uh, you know the how how it built up and down. Um, I felt like it could have maybe gone somewhere else after the second or third time that it did the the same same pattern. Um, but other than that, you know, I think it's a pretty solid entry. The ambience is definitely there, maybe on accident because it felt like you know recorded in a closet or something in a basement. Um, I, I did write down the, see, I don't know how I feel about this. I wrote down, and I'm saying I wrote this down so that I can distance myself from the mean comment, but I wrote down that it's kind of dumb strumming, and I don't know if I like the strumming or not. It's kind of got a charm to it, but it's just like downstrokes on the guitar. I think I like it, but I'm not sure. It it definitely makes the song stand out a little bit. If the if the rest of the material were a little worse, I would be like, this is a, uh, you know, not not a good song. But I think it is a good song. So I, I just gave you a lot of words. What do you think, Ben? You did. Um. So I, I think I I think I understand your point about the strumming. Um. I'd have to go listen to it again to really dig into that piece. Um. What I took away from this song is that all the instrumental pieces are the the ambience of the song. Um, so that that guitar strum is pretty much the same throughout. The bass tone is the same throughout. The drum is like the the underlying instrumental part is the ambience, and then he's trying to tell a story on top. So he has bits that he's singing and he has bits that he's talking. And to me, it felt very uh, is trying to like get this image of like a film noir uh, investigator crime scene type thing, like a private eye uh, is on the case to do something. That's that's the image that I sort of got out of that whole thing. Um, I hope that's what he was going for, but. So I, I think that, I think it was the, all those instrumental pieces, pieces feel like they were, they just needed to be there just to like be there. And then everything else is, is far more important. And I think that's sort of how it got weighted. And that's, maybe that's partly why you're harping on the strumming bit. Maybe. Could be wrong. All right. Uh, moving on then. Let's do uh, Bafo Yuck's Dude. Okay, folks, what do we say to the customer? 
Can I get you a soup and salad? Do you want some breadsticks? How about some grated Parmesan cheese? All right, let's get ready. That is Baffle Yuck's Dudes. Uh, I think it's my turn to start then. I love the fact that there's a subtitle on this title, uh, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Definitely very much what he's going for. Um, I also loved, I, don't, I honestly, every time I hear this song, and I, I think I've listened to this song like probably 10 times by now, trying to get a handle on it. The only thing I ever remember from this song is that line about three breadsticks. That is literally the only thing I ever remember. For some reason, it sticks in my brain, and I'm like, oh, yeah, three breadsticks, and everything else just, like, kind of falls away, um, which might be the exact point, right? Like if I, like I said, if I was designing uh, a song, I would try to do something like that, where everything else sort of, like, is it's there, it's all, and it's good, but you only remember maybe a piece or two, and otherwise it could be in the background. Um, I hope that's not really offensive to say. It might be. But but to me, this, this song, I think, pretty much nailed it. Well, I... To your point about the song being ambience, I don't think the song is ambience here. I think the song is actually an anthem. It's an anthem of uh, waitstaff, <laughs> which I, which is uh, an image I find hilarious. And the whole the 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 intro had me hooked. Like it's just so funny. Um, the, and and uh, I like the chorus. I like the change-up after the chorus. I like how this, the verse afterward has more energy to it ever. It's like, we, we're the, we're the wait staff. We're united. We're going to do this shit. And, uh, and that, you know, it brings a smile to my face. Uh, the parts I didn't like, um, I felt like it could have been heavier with regard to the instrumentation. You know, it's using a bit of uh, hokey synth and hokey fake drums and I think some real samples for the drums or some uh you know maybe electric guitar maybe maybe something else instead of the the organ um I think I think it could have brought a lot more weight to it which would have been really cool in contrast with the subject matter but I think they did a great job this is a great song yeah yeah I like your thought about the the service worker anthem um, I don't know. I don't know if you ever worked in food, but I definitely worked in food for a number of years, in my like teenage years. Um, yeah, it was a pain in the ass. I definitely could have used something like this to give my boss the middle finger, which is now the message I assume is in there. Again, I only remember three breadsticks. But yeah, have you ever heard um, the Phantom Planet song anthem? I think I have. Uh, That's I think it's it's a it's uh, 
it's just you know it's a great song about waking up in the day and and this is your life and things are going well i feel like it could have been more of more embracing of the anthem you know like just something something that people can put on and feel good about their day yeah but then i think we might lose the the ambience uh challenge in that respect too that that's true i i guess it depends what you want out of it i want it to win I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Up next then is Carlo Bruno Jr. Carla Bruno Jr. That that is just pure genius put onto a record tape. Yep. I have loved everything Carla Bruno Jr. has done this entire contest. Like it's just like I am continually extremely surprised and extremely pleased with every every different song that comes out so far. He he's a former champion, you know. Yeah, I can see why. I can definitely see why. Yeah, I I this year I can definitely see why. I, I love that song. That I, I that song is amazing in every way. I would, of this round, I probably rank it at the top. I, I hate saying that, but you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. I actually, because uh, I so the 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 sort of like crowd uh, general chatter is definitely the the ambience in the song that's underlying the whole thing. And part of me is like, yep, I totally like get this idea of he's sort of singing out in public, he's playing out in public, and he's talking about somebody because he tells someone to, you know the subject needs to shut up for three minutes and twenty seconds. Great title use, by the way. Um, and so it feels like he's trying to perform out in public, but at the same time, it also feels kind of forced like the the people talking and the song topic don't really mesh well for me um i mean like the sound of it all is fine but like i don't i get two very different feelings from the song and the the um, the ambience underneath it and i don't know which i need to pay attention to he won uh neurine eight by the way so uh that was like uh five (laughs) so shut up and so um (laughs) so so no i'm i'm just saying for the listeners you guys should uh go check it out uh com. check out all the back catalogs of all the artists except owl chemist because he changes his name every 
year and I have to figure out a database schema for Australians, you know, to, to so that I can tie it all together because I'm kind of the historian now. Anyway, yeah, no, I, I don't get the same thing you do about, but, but I'm not as picky about like lyrics and challenges and stuff like that. I just like how laid back the song is. It's just so, it, it, he kind of feels like he's a little tipsy and that's a little bit of ambience to me. Like, I don't care so much for the crowd as it's just, uh, I feel like I'm there with him jamming out, you know, everything's just so loose, but so such in such a groove that it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I like it. Um, and I really like some of his lines because English is in his first language. And so he comes up with some unique stuff. And, uh, at the beginning he, we didn't listen to this, but at at the very beginning of the song, he says, ah, such cute people. And it just like, it put a smile on my face and, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I I was, I really struggling about that because we, we start this one in 30 seconds in mainly because that piece is like two seconds and there's like. 28 more seconds of just instrumental and I was trying to make sure we gave more focus to the the meat of the song but yeah I actually I love that intro too I love that little bit I'm just like oh man that's like so exactly what the song is or it should be but then I still get like I still get kind of lost with the people walking and the song mess I don't know it's maybe yeah, it's me I, maybe maybe you, you just need here, to pay attention less I guess that's probably true it's, that's pay attention to the say. music because that's like the guitar playing it's just it's nice I like it I'll stop. I, I'll stop. I can't. I have nothing to say. It's just. It's. It's perfect for what it is, in my opinion. And I have nothing to say. And it's. And and the duration is exactly three minutes twenty seconds, or three minutes twenty two seconds. But whatever. There was some reverb that needed to play out. All right. Uh, next up then is Cave Dwellers. I'm here waiting for your call Our long distance is so far So far it's not so good at all We must beware of the traps Be wary of the traps We might fall into Cave Dwellers with their very interesting three-piece song thing. Like a three-piece suit? Yeah, kind of, I guess. I don't know. There's definitely three different distinct modes there, right? Or am I crazy? Yeah, no, the song evolves, and I really like how it does that, actually. What what was your take before? Like, I wrote a lot of notes 
I'm going to let you talk. I don't actually know if I have a lot to say about this. Um, and again, I think I'm, I think this whole round I have come in, I, there's a lot of songs that I have trouble saying things about. And I think in this particular round, that's the exact reaction you want, or at least I, if I made a song, that's the exact reaction I would want. Um, because you want people to just like understand it. So I, I, I think it does a lot of good things. I don't, but I don't have the vocabulary to like highlight them specifically and, and talk about them. The ambience, uh, the challenge, I felt a little cheated on. Not that I care. Um, but it, I, I think basically it was like, let's throw as much reverb and delay on here and say we're, we've got ambience. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that so much um, because I like the song. And I think... Uh, you know, of all the songs, it had lyrics that stuck out to me the most. And I maybe am just a sucker. But the line, um, I should be sleeping, but I'm up right now and I'm spiraling down. It's just, that's some good wordplay. I like that one. I like that a lot. You're, Ben's laughing at me. He's like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's like, Ben's like, I wrote that in high school. Shut up. <laughs> that one is, that's my feeling. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, for me, Cave Dwellers is at its best when it's doing this, when uh, both uh, Mr. Cave and Mr. Dweller are not, um, they're not trying to do all the things and maybe it's because Glenn made four songs this week for different contests that he was spread a little thin. Maybe that's what we got to do, you Glenn. Maybe we got to spread you thin so that you you uh, do songs like this. Um, so uh, yeah, I wrote down also um, there were some nice change ups. I really liked when the drums came in, and and uh, I liked the tone of the the electric guitar solo. And uh, the only negative point I really have are, I think the vocals could have been a little more engaging. I could I could feel them trying to be there, but they were a little sharp. Didn't like that so much. But uh, you know, they they overall, it's one of one of the better Cave Dwellers songs in my opinion. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have anything to add. Uh, except I also kind of agree the ambience feels a little little laggy, but I don't have any major criticisms. All right, moving on then. Up next is DJ Ranger Den. You're running out of time. Perhaps it doesn't matter. Confidence is shattered. Or maybe it's just
That's DJ Ringerden. Hold on, I need to change my pants. <laughs> right? Oh my god. So creepy. Like the whole, like, I love it. It's great. It's definitely like, this is the horror movie or the horror game soundtrack. Like this is the title card for it. I think, uh, I think she posted in the forum that it's about her cat. And my god, Denise, you have a beautiful brain that I will never, ever understand. It's so creative and... And otherworldly, I just, I, how she, how she comes up with this, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's, I think it's the only one in this whole category today that is like anything like that. I also love that it's, I don't, if I heard it right, there's no instrumental underneath. It's all the, uh, the ambient sounds and then it's just her voice carrying the whole thing. And I'm like, that is bold. Um, yeah. I, I mean, she has the voice to carry it. Uh, you know, some of those harmonies were really good and, uh, and just the little things she did with the, like you said, the instrumentation. It's just, it's it's bold, it's out there, it's beautiful. And I feel like I'm not really qualified to comment on it because it's actually art. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not engine, it's, it's not like putting a car engine together. It's like, it's like, uh, it's just art, you it's know? It's just art. Um. My only other comment on the whole thing is, and we heard we heard this more uh, at the end of that clip. There is that her voice actually ring sounds more to me like it's supposed to be like, uh, you know, like every James Bond movie has some pop song cover. Her voice sounds like that to me. So on top of this, all this horror soundtrack, it's a little strange. And I'm like, this, this is a little weird, but I, I'm still there. Like I still get it. Um, I think the most comment, the most accurate atmosphere i can give this is a david lynch film i mean i th- I, w- I thought of things like silent hill i mean david lynch just makes these sort of artistic movies that uh you know all of a sudden it'll cut to like a, a monkey um eating a banana that's shaped like a person like just random stuff and at the end of the movie you're like what the hell did i just watch and if you go into a david lynch movie thinking that it's going to make sense you're going to be angry but if you go into a david lynch movie thinking this is going to be david lynch it's pretty good good to know i'll never go see one of those movies then because that sounds horrible you should definitely see mulholland uh drive it's so good it's so good in its absurdity it's so good anyway moving on let's do fisher and diaz Hey, Diaz. Hey, Fisher. Look at the crowd. Yeah, there's so many people here. It's amazing how many people showed up to hear your ambient jams. I've been practicing on my keyboard. Ho, ho. This is the, okay, I'm rereading this now, and actually it says that it's supposed to be ambience, which is fake crowd noise. Whatever, screw it. Let's do it anyway. But, you know, we got both, so, you know, it's in there. Whatever yeah. it is. Let's do this. We're, that's, we did the thing and the other, that's it. We're done. Now, we're ready to start. This is known as an introduction. Stupid mention. Stick a beat on Love the Greek and then Fisher and Diaz think that is free jazz. Think of something with a over time, you will find that the picture has faded. The face, which is so unfamiliar, is also outdated. Not what you thought it was gonna be. Now I know this might sound dumb. It was a place that we all come from. 
and old ones I believe There's nothing left up the sleeve It don't matter how long you stay Every time it is the same damn way The lights as you leave Leave you pleased by returning your keys To the lockbox up front R.I.P. All right, and that's Fisher and Diaz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, you looked like you're about to die the whole time that song was playing. I, that intro is perfect. Oh my God, it's brilliant. We had to keep it. There's no way we could skip that. It's the whole that, thing. That intro is so. Normally, I would be like, they're breaking the fourth wall. It's so stupid. But, it, you know, they, they really own it so well. They own the whole rap duo very well, and I'm very impressed with their rapping skills and and everything they've done. I mean, they haven't done anything with the Tobias voice more yet. I think that was the challenge I gave them last week, but that's fine. You know, it's... They'll get there. He sounded kind of drunk on some of those lines. I don't know if that was on purpose or what. (laughs) Like, it just, like, it it felt real. It felt authentic. To me, that's, that's good enough for ambience. Yeah, uh, I also love that they just like called it out straight up. They're like ambient, ambience. We did it. We just did it. We're done. There's crowd. There's <laughs> fake crowds. We're done. Moving on. I loved it. Like I just like yeah. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't argue against when you just say straight up. Yep, this is what we did. It's good. And then uh, and and then it goes into this really cool song. You know, like their their rap was really cool. I like their uh, their lyrics and and the musical choices. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think I can talk comment to the actual song because the intro takes up so much of my brain space every time I hear it, and I'm just like, I don't even know anything else anymore. I just don't know. Well, if the intro had been paired with any other song, it would have failed because it would have gone into something pathetic. But they leaned in and they made it so, like, they made it so real, you know? Uh, like they they brought all this this power to it, you know. It it was a rising uh, chord progression that gave it this sort of uh, triumphant feel. I really like that. Um, I think the music could have been, you know, mixed differently, polished a little differently. But it, you know, it's supposed to be ambient, so I can't really pick that apart. I mean, you totally could because they, they call it out. Their ambience is the fake crowd noise, and they did it. So everything else is fair game, as far as I can tell. You know, if they had gone uh, really loud after the intro, you know, I think it's uh, it's that the music and everything is just, you know, it's 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 as muted as the intro, and so therefore it loses some of its musical contrast power mm-hmm. in my book. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, I did notice because I think they have one of the one of the quieter songs uh, across the board, which is you know, it just is what it is. But yeah, that that's a good point, though. I didn't think about that. Like, if it had blasted my ears off, I probably. <laughs> I probably would have just died here, right here. Yeah. Would have died from how good it was. Uh, you know what? Also, I would have loved to have heard, which I totally can't do, um, is if Carlo Bruno had guest starred and done his uh, Dracula death metal voice in there. I think I might have lost my shit. Like that would have done it for me. Gosh, Nurein supergroups. That has to be a thing. It is now. Uh. All right. Shall we move on to you then? Yeah. Let's let's do that. All right. Starting at. <laughs> 30 seconds in, here's Grumpy Mike. I'm a defeated man. I have not accomplished the greatest thing I could. I wanted to illuminate the whole earth, to destroy the power of evil and suffering which man's life passes. Mankind is not ready for the greater good. 
There are many fallen angels on earth. Grumpy Mike, uh, dude, I love this song. Love it. It's so good. Um, I specifically wanted to pick out because I I think the best part of the song is that whole build. The clip we just did, I think, is the whole best part because it it is this slow build, and we even cut out the first thirty seconds of it. But it's, it's this slow build where you have this guy talking and saying some things, and then you slowly start putting some instrumentals in, and it kind of builds up slowly, but it still feels kind of muted. And eventually, like a drum shows up at some point where I honestly cannot pinpoint like when things come in. I'm just like, oh, that's there now. Like that just happened at some point. Like I'm so into it. And then you you come in with that vocal, and I'm just like. Damn, that's good. When you start singing, it's just like, oh, that entrance is so hot. So good. Literally love this song. Like, absolutely love this song. Thanks. It's the first one I'm proud of this year. (laughs) Definitely shows. (laughs) There are things I would change. uh, You know, like in this contest, that kind of intro, probably not going to gain me any points. In this contest, that tempo probably ain't going to gain me any points. Um in other rounds, that's probably true. In this round, I think it's exactly what it needs to be. I think you're fine. I should have done more vocal takes on the first half of the song. I I know I'm on key, but I've got some of that Wisconsin inflection, and it pisses me off because I hear it. I, I'm glad anybody else doesn't hear it. But, <laughs> um, you know, I've been picked on for being nasal so long that I, I've, I've tuned my ears to hear how I, I do that wrong. I think the second half of the song, like, I nailed the vocals. That's great. I'm not sure if I should have, uh, we didn't listen to this part, but I'm not sure if I should have held the last note a little bit longer. It was kind of hard for me to do that last part because it was like a really high note. But I don't know, man. I think it's, it's definitely their best work in this whole competition so far. And thanks. I think you're being too hard on yourself. I think it's I think it's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> so I I was super surprised too. Like it feels like nothing. I'm sure someone will tie it back to Soundgarden somehow. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is Soundgarden. But yeah. to me, this feels really different from most. <laughs> this is just catalog. a '90s pistachio. <laughs> this feels very very different and out there on your whole catalog, and I absolutely appreciate it. It's just so good. It's so yeah, good. I think it's I think it's the type of song that I typically make when I'm left to my own devices. I just I don't usually do that. Okay, enough sucking your dick. Shall we move on to inflatable vegetables? You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's do inflatable veggies. <laughs> Addict of illusion, cockroach in the night. Fearful of exposure, you, you hate the light 
Lawman says you know that you ain't doing right All your smoke screens seem through them I will raise my hand and strike the enemy Only takes a miracle to set us free Life too bitter, life too all in misery Put long dagger my message Hey kid, listen to what your mama told you I'm standing outside your door I call your name I'm standing outside your door All right, and that is Inflatable Vegetables, um, who I think took my various Dracula comments to heart and decided to make a Dracula song. (laughs) Is that not the image? Like, that's the only thing I see in my head is a dude standing outside your door calling your name and drawing you out to kill you. Like, that's, I don't know what else there is. He said that he went through all these Bible verses that were 320, so, like, different parts of the song are different parts. Oh, that's Um, that's cool, actually. I I know... Yeah, I know he particularly used the one that I used, which was uh, uh, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. That's John 3.20. So I like I, I immediately uh, saw the one that I used, <laughs> but uh, he used them all. Um, great energy there. As always, inflatable veggies. Uh, I could hear a little bit of muse in the music too toward the end yeah definitely leaning on the the synthy bass tones for the ambience i think um which is fine that the, the ambience was no there were a lot of clips in there you know like oh, were there? Uh, I, I don't, just, I just I don't know them? if there was jiggling of a doorknob or what but i could hear oh i could I, hear some of that i thought that was you just making some noise on the other end of the microphone that Whoa. would make more sense then no he <laughs> was yeah so i if anything that felt like uh, those noises felt a little forced, I suppose. I don't know. Overall, I think it's good. I liked it. I also love now that I really seriously I get like Dracula out of the whole thing, and I love that it's a bunch of Bible verses. Like that, that just cracks my shit up. So, all right. Uh, should we move on then to Looky Lou here? My fact ain't to explain to me the floor remains reserved An eating disorder I'll align with divinity Stand and knock at my door
When it was revealed to me All its digits and vibrates Frequencies the deity assigned In his integral grace All right, and that's Looky Lou. You know, he's he's got a great voice. I like the voice. Um, and I also like the sound effects. You know, they're very tasteful and done at the right spots. I feel like there's not enough of a backbone for me to really grab onto this one. Um, and granted, you know, that's because we're doing drive-by listening a lot of the time. But um, still, you know... Um, if there were at least a little bit more of a constant in the background or a little bit, uh, you know, maybe just a smidge more in the tempo department, I could, uh, I could see this being a lot, a lot more interesting to me. Like it's interesting, but it's, it's very, uh, I can't, I can't like come along with it on the ride, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I had that, um, I've written that down in one of my notes too was, was there really? It feels like there's nothing really in the foreground of the whole thing. So it, it's like the whole song is is ambience, and underneath it is more ambience. And there's nothing like you're right. There's nothing like grab onto. Um, it. I mean, it's, it's a lot of interesting things that are happening here, but it definitely like of I feel it. Like I I can feel the the tempo pace, and it it doesn't feel super pleasant because I I can't grab onto things. I can just sit there and go, oh that's cool, and oh that's cool, but that like that's it. Yeah, I think uh, with like maybe 10 more beats per minute, maybe 10, and uh, a little bit of uh, maybe a bass line or a synth line in the background tying the stuff together, I think it could be a, a lot more than what it is. You know, it's it's not far away, it's just um, perceivably far away, if that makes sense. And... Uh, Another thing I noted, just on a completely different note, no pun intended, is, uh, yeah, I'm going to make all these note puns all night just because I, I'm i going to be a dad soon. Got to do all the dad jokes. Um, so the sound effects, like, there were some really cool uh, ambient effects in there. Like, I really liked the sound effects, but they were all mono. And I think they would gain a lot by being a little bit more mono, a uh, little bit more separated in the stereo department, either by, uh, you know, if, if it is, uh, if it's a synth, you know, cranking that up or or panning it or or even uh, putting a, a FX on it to artificially give it some depth stereo wise, because those effects were coming straight down the middle, and then I had to actually right click and see if this is actually a mono mp3 and it's not so um you know a, l- a little bit of something a little bit of engineering stuff there yeah that's a that's a fancy catch that i definitely could never make myself all right uh moving on then to lucky witch and the righteous ghost our first seven minute song of the evening Oh, 
is lucky witch and the righteous ghost for their really interesting song really interesting yeah i it's it's seven minutes long and i've i think i've heard it like three or four times and i'm not really ever sure i can be like yep that definitely feels like seven minutes unless it i really like turns into a different song at some point yeah it does it, i think it does it like three different times too although what like uh i'm not sure what the ambience is aside from their standard recording setup i mean it's, i think it's the underlying uh the underlying bass tone, right? Like that's the, that's everything underneath it, that does it, right? I'm not crazy. I I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's what I got from it. Um, and it just feel like it feels. It also feels like ambience. Like the song itself, just sort of like, it just like can like seep into anything and just like hang out in the background and sort of. I think it tries to like. It's a, it does a lot of what I think Lucky Lou is also trying to do. Like it, it's mostly trying to hang out in the background and be sort of the background to whatever you need it to be the background for. Um, I I can see that. Although uh, I have to say, uh, Lucky Witch, the vocals have been getting better and better. Um, you know, that's 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 a nice perk. It would have been nice if uh, when the female vocalist comes in, if the male vocalist sang with her. So it built up the song a little bit. You know, the song never really builds builds up. It just kind of keeps constant, which I guess is an ambience trait if that's what you're going for. I don't think it's a, a particularly uh, phenomenal musical trait. Yeah, um, and, and don't they eventually join up together at some point? Or... I, I mean, it's, it's seven minutes. minutes long. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't either. I, I definitely... <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a long, long song. Um, it, it mostly works though, I think. It's inter- yeah, I know. I, I, um, I can, I can tell that the singer is uh, the the male singer is sort of channeling a bit of eh, maybe '90s grunge when when it goes into the harder change up, and it's like it's it's right in the middle. You know, it's like you're half committed to doing it, but you're not fully committed to doing it. You're not Mike committed to doing it. You need a... <laughs> no, that, that's not a thing. That's not a uh, thing? I'm pretty sure it's a thing. But, you know, like, uh, like if you're going to make your voice growl, you got to you gotta own it a little bit more. Like, I, I can tell he's trying to own it, but it's like it's a self-conscious owning. And maybe I'm reading too much into that. Anyway, uh, moving on then to Mandibles. 
that is mandibles. I'm pretty sure that last uh, melody is already a church song, so maybe. I don't know. I don't mind at all. Um, I think I, this song is really per- cool because it does two things uh, that I noticed, and one is that everything takes turns. Every every instrumental piece and every vocal track takes turns being the sort of ambient background, and then it ramps up to be the leading melody, and they just constantly cycle out. And I think that was this is really cool that you can make that work, and then they mandibles plays so much with this minor and major key that we just like start switching keys it feels like at any given time or we just throw a bunch of minor chords on top of random things and they resolve like so beautifully like it's just like let's throw some tension out there randomly at this random point that you don't expect coming and then i'll just solve it over here with some other piece that you don't even see coming and just like man it like totally destroys all my expectations as the like as we move move along the song i just love it do you think do you think it was done on purpose or do you think it was just like a jam session that ended up being a song? I would say if if all that wasn't on purpose, that is like way too talented to not be making millions of dollars. Like go go make money. If that's all if you could just like randomly like just throw that out and be like, "Oh, look, we just did that. That's cool." Like go go make money. Go go leave our I assume it's an amateur contest like go 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 forth. Because it's, it's just cool. Right? That's, I think it's a really difficult thing to do is to have five different pieces that can cycle in and out um, being the foreground and the background and then also throw a bunch of like key changes and minor and major resolutions in there. Like doing all that at once, if that's all by accident, super impressed. Super, super impressed. Um, already impressed that it's there. It's good. But I assume that that took work. Anything else to add? <laughs> um, they, they've got very nice voices and a good guitar tone. What can I say? Um, all right. Well, let's <laughs> let's move it up then. Let's keep the train rolling here. Uh, up next is Matchy Match. match that's your favorite song right ben it is uh not actually um oh so i so the song itself is good i think it's a good it, like it's a solid catchy good tune uh love some of the guitar riffs super awesome 
But I'm also like really confused by the whole composition. We have the whole story is that this you know person on a spaceship they're gonna die in three minutes and twenty seconds, and so we start with this really solemn space sound space warning thing, and then we immediately launch into this really upbeat hyper song. And then we have that cool guitar riff, which feels very much not in character with the message or this, like the. the Come on, Ben! You you you've said this for the last three effing weeks. You've you're like, oh, like the message doesn't match this. And every time I'm like, that's the shtick, is he puts the sweet melodies and the sweet harmonies and the awesome music to the depressing message. (laughs) Every week I say that, and every week you're like, that's a problem for me. Well, it is, because I'm a little bitch. So, <laughs> like, it's, got, it's called pattern recognition. Well, like, I'm, that's I'm glad shame. someone's paying attention, because I'm not. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember saying those two things, that same thing, the last two rounds. I believe you, but I do not remember it. It's recorded. It's on there somewhere. Yeah, uh, it, like, it, it does everything perfectly, but it's so... There, there are cool things that make it stand out from the last Matchy Match song. Like, this guitar solo was really amazing. I like that. And I actually like the lyrics of this one better than I've liked the lyrics of the other ones. Um, but it does kind of feel like uh, a little bit like a copy-paste job to me. In that, like, you've got a pattern, and you've got an ironic take on everything... And you're just doing everything ironically. And, uh, you know, like that's, it's cute for a while and it's pretty cool for a while, but let's hear, let's, let's, let's hear some, something else, you know? And, uh, one thing in particular that actually is a, a point that may or may not land, I don't know, uh, is that, uh, Matchy Match could, uh, cut back on so many vocals because he's got a good voice. You know, I don't think anybody can argue that it's a really good voice. If he if he were to sing genuinely, and if he were to hold some of those notes, but they're all like really fast. So every like when when you're spitting out so many um, what what are those called? Uh, words. The the thing that words are made of syllables. When you're spitting out so many syllables. <laughs> When you're spitting out so many syllables, it feels like uh, it, it uh, like it, it enhances the farsiness of a song to me, because that's what I associate with a song that's trying to say too much. So if you, you if you strip back some of the syllables, you know, strip back some of the words, you probably have to work less recording it. You can hold some of those notes a little bit, and it'll sound just as good and be like a little different and have a little bit more staying power. Uh, to somebody who doesn't matter, like me. Okay. I don't think I have anything else to add to that. So, you, you, do you have any opinion on that? Uh, on that whole, uh, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I disagree or agree with that, that sentence. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I. Yes, he has a good voice. Yes, he, he tends towards the shorter notes, at least in this song. Although I can think back to a couple longer notes in the last one. Yes, I see the the farcical, sarcastic nature of everything. I, I see all your points, and I don't necessarily agree or disagree with any of them. Um, no, I don't have that's, a, that's fine. I don't have a real opinion, I, I think, on that okay. point. Okay. So, I got another long walk. Uh, Fair enough. 
Moving on then, let's do uh, Nick Soma starting 30 seconds in. is Nick Soma busting out some uh, Leonard Skinner, Dark Side of the Mood, Pink Floyd type thing. Somewhere in there. Yeah, he, he said it was a Pink Floyd ripoff. Um, the first thing I thought of when I heard it was uh, Metallica's uh, Turn the Page because of that intro with the sliding guitar. Yeah, also in that same realm. I definitely I thought more of a Leonard Skinner song first. Twisted Highway. Mm-hmm. That's or a good whatever. song. I love that song. Both the original and that cover. Um, to me, well, I'm not a Pink Floyd person. Uh, I don't know why. I probably should be, but I'm not. I couldn't even identify a Pink Floyd song if I had to at gunpoint, which is weird, right? But um, I really like the song, and it all sounded very different to me, even though certain elements sounded uh, similar. Um, I, I really like the slide guitar intro. It doesn't... Like, it's close to falling into a Metallica trap, but it doesn't, and that's good. And uh, the chord changes and the melody changes, like, from from different keys and stuff, I really like all those a lot. Uh, The delay on the voice, um, like, I could see maybe toning it down a little bit, but at the same time, it's a bit of a hook, so I like it. Like, at the end of uh, verse phrases, he, he does a delay... On some on on the word he ends on, um. So it's it's all really good. It's got a good build, a good vibe. I don't have any complaints other than that it's like seven and a half minutes long. Yeah, it's their other long song. I don't know if it necessarily needs to be, but if it if you're doing a Pink Floyd song, you might as well do a Pink Floyd song, and that's that's seven minutes. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did you have anything to add? No, you hit all. That? You hit my notes. Um, it takes a couple turns. Feels really consistent. Oh damn it! I did not mean to do that. I swear. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I think I think you you nailed it. Uh, all right. So then up next we have Alchemist. I'll go unto one place 
All around the dust and I'll turn to dust again I'll go unto one place All around the dust and I'll turn to dust again All right, so that's Alchemist. It's like Caravan Ray learned how to do rounds that one Nur Ein, and he's been doing them ever since. <laughs> and he's good at them. Good job. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a good song. That's, that's good. I, I really like the groove of that one. Like the whole build up into the main part. Uh, that that buildup is just really slick, and then the use of the sound effects, uh, like the broken glass and all that, it's it's a very nice job, Caravan Ray. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I know we cut the first fifteen seconds, but I actually kind of like that first fifteen second build into it. Um, but it's all instrumental build, and and it feels like it's really consistent underneath. He does a couple of the uh, things that um, Annibals is trying to do, where he, he sort of flips or he plays more with the stereo. Um, so he, he takes that, the vocal tracks and then, you know, stares them out, passes them ear to ear. There's some, there's some cool things here. Yeah. Um, my complaints slash suggestions, I have some written down here. Uh, like I really like the voice, um, when, when the harmonies come in at the intro, um, like the multiple voices sound really, really, really good. But that first lone voice is a little, it's just a little off key, kind of bugs me. I know I'm a stickler about that. Um, so that that's one thing. The other thing is that intro, the intro bass, which I feel like is maybe not a bass. I don't know. It's like, it's probably a bass. Either that or it's a really thick guitar string, but it, it doesn't have any body to it. It doesn't have any body to the sound. This is an engineering comment, I guess. Eventually, the song does have a, a bass with a body to it, um, but I feel like that that intro line could have had more mids, maybe low mids in the EQ, uh, a, a, like a, a, a thickness to it. Um, you know, it might have taken away a little bit from the transition to the actual song. Maybe the transition should have been even more drastic, but um, that's, that's kind of my kind of my feelings feelings about that one. I really like it though. The groove is really cool. All right. Uh, up next, sorry, don't have anything to add. Up next, we we're gonna do uh, Rob from Amherst Fruit. At three hour twenty, it became clear the train has arrived, but you aren't near. You stayed at home, chatting with friends. I waited in vain, wondering who's to blame. 
Rob from Emmersfruit. My biggest hang-up on this whole song is that it sounds like the the underlying keyboard piece sounds exactly the same from last week. And I think what he did is he said, I'm going to take the part that leads right up to the chorus from last week. I'm going to use that piece, stick it in. I'm going to frustrate Ben because I'll never resolve to that chorus that I was using last week. Because that's what I always get hung up on is the keyboard does, it sounds like the exact same from last week, but it doesn't go into the chorus from last week. And I just like... Oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah, uh, on its own, this song would be appealing to me, but in light of the last three weeks of Rob's songs, um, I kind of feel like he also is a victim of templatology, uh, much like um, Matchy Match in a sense. You know, he's got he's got the thing he does, and um, this round in particular in comparison to how blown away I was last round, uh, feels a little phoned-in-ish. You know, like, uh, like ah, I gotta do this song, so I'm just gonna, like, this is, here it is. I did I did the thing that's easy for me. And he does it well. He does it well. I, I, you know, uh, some people might complain about that voice. I really like the voice. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, his, his heart didn't feel in it. Okay, we're down to the last two contestants. Yes, third cat. Washed out flowers on my wallpaper. Feeling lazy. got Ben all right that's third cat I need to remember because I think I actually only gave him a minute 25 in the clip I need to fix that uh so I like this song um I 
uh oh i'm looking at the wrong notes there we go it's, it's a nice acoustic song uh i do like it it it's not really trying to do anything super interesting it seems to me uh there's a bit of reverb on some of the verses i think if i heard that right um it's overall pretty solid again i think it fits into the it fits more to the theme of trying to be the ambience rather than use ambience in the song well it, it had the rain track the rain track is the ambience oh i missed that ambience okay Okay, open your ears. If this were our regular episode, I would say something else. Um, so, uh, yeah, I. So here's here's what I think would really change the song to me is it's the rain doesn't feel tied to the vocals, and part of that is because the vocals are doubled. Now, the doubled vocals they sound very very good. They, you know, you've got a great voice third cat i don't know what happened to the first and the second cat but third cat you've got a great voice um i think if you're doing a song like this and you're you're like trying to evoke some emotion and you've stripped back all the instrumentation consider consider at least pulling out the doubled vocals for some of it i may have said this last week i feel like i've been saying this a lot actually but the the you know the doubled vocals make me think that this is like a, a I don't know a '60s song where everything is like just perfect and fine. But it's raining out. Like I want to hear your you you pour your heart out because it's raining and life sucks. You know, and uh, and I feel like that's kind of like if you pick the rain, you kind of are aiming for that, right? But you're not following through with that like the doubled vocals are like they're like a shell around your emotions and i want to hear your voice strain and 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 just be a singular uh vulnerable individual but again that's that's a very opinionated take of it yeah because i don't i actually don't get that um i i thought yeah it's a sad song and i think i think he's He's embracing the rain and and having you know a, it's a sad melody and some sad lyrics. I think it's I think it's there. I don't think he didn't do it. Yeah, I, I I just don't get the sadness out of his performance. To me, to me, it sounds like a just like a very nice song over rain. Oh, I think it's a sad song over rain. So I think maybe I, mean, I guess I could pay attention to the lyrics more. But <laughs> I think you're just not. Fo- you're focused on that double that double vocals are double. Yeah, they're they're a little distracting because the you know the guitar playing is really awesome, and that's not doubled. Why, why double the vocals? Like you've got a good voice. Don't. That's probably really nitpicky, but to me, it you know if you're evoking emotion, uh, it feels like uh, you're you're putting up a wall with too many layers there. Your vocals. No, I disagree. Emo. But, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on to our final contestant of the evening. We do have one shadow after that. Um, Vom Borton at 30 seconds in. I used to wake up for good reason But now it's mostly habit chance to think of you and my brain will surely grab it I'm not sure if it's late or early 
Von Vorten. I feel I know I've said this before on other songs, but this reminds me of a game called Transistor, which is this dark apocalyptic not apocalyptic, but like cyberpunk world that has a lot of the same like uh synth noises and a guitar on top of it. Um definitely takes me to that sort of uh cyberpunk uh mentality imagery. Yeah, that's it. That's just a random note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just what's in my uh, head. Did you did you have any other comments i mean i like it um it's kind of it it's a nice song i i like the little twist on the 320 title i don't know if i have much else to say about it though yeah i've i um i feel like a lot of the songs this round he didn't seem all that into it um his vocal delivery seemed you know i don't know like i wrote some lyrics i gotta submit a song that's that's what's happening here. Uh, there were some cool parts, like the the synths when when the synths uh, picked up after the chorus. I like that part, but then it went back to kind of like this um, meandering verse. I don't know. I I felt like it could have could have went in some other directions. A little more dynamics here and there. Um, I I do like it. I liked his last week's better. <laughs> Okay, uh, so those are all of the contestants for round two. Uh, we do have one shadow entry from Pig Farmer, who was eliminated last week. Let's give that one a listen, shall we? Should, should we do that, or should we do you want to rank them, or do you want favors? to put the shadow in the rank? I don't know. How do you want to do it? I think we normally put the shadow in the rank, and then we make two rankings if if it matter if the shadow like would break up the top three. So let's do Pig Farmer Junior. <laughs>
and that's Pig Farmer Jr. That's a beautiful guitar song. That's a beautiful guitar song for a guy who wants to smoke weed with his friends. That's what is that what it's about? Yeah, he bought a Holy dime shit. bag. Yeah, he's, he oh says my he God. bought a dime. That's definitely. A... I was just like, wow, that voice sounds good. Yeah, I love I love that it's a, it's a sad stoner song, really. This is why we make a, a, a good team, because you pay attention to the lyrics, and I don't. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. But this one I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's a really nice guitar song. It's really great. It's a really wonderful acoustic song. Yeah, I think of, uh, you know, of the Pig Farmer songs I, I can conjure in my head. I think it's one of the better ones. Because it like it stands on its own as a uh, acoustic song. Maybe it stands better as an acoustic song, which is always the best kind of song, in my opinion. Putting that aside, uh, you know, he he has the crowd in the background. I feel like he's the only entry that forgot reverb <laughs> on himself <laughs> because it. And I hate saying this because like why why does it need to be a thing? But the reverb actually takes like takes me out of thinking it's a live performance because there's no reverb on his voice. Oh, I would have to hear that to really think about that because I I not only really appreciate that there's no reverb on it, but it sounds more like it's a live performance to me. Like the clapping, it sounds like here's a guy who's who's um it's a he's a bit of a starving artist. He just wants he and he has a sad song that isn't going to make a ton of money because it's just like I'm a sad stoner song. I want to hang out with my friends, but I'm at a coffee shop singing about my sad stoner life right now. But not in any like deep, really deep like emotional way. It's just like, "Oh, I didn't get to smoke with my friends." Like that's that's like the whole imagery I get from this and the song is so beautifully well done that that feels off, but it's like just put well like the the coffee shop sounds and the clapping in the background and oh yeah 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 i mean but if if you had actually gone to a live show where you heard clapping like that you would hear at least a little bit of reverb i mean you know they never mic it perfectly they they can never isolate your voice that perfectly so I mean, it, oh. it's just an engineering comment. It's be, that's well, all it, it is because it's the movie version of the coffee shop song. Because the coffee shop doesn't doesn't have a mic on him. I think that's very intentional. But it's the movie version of it where the, the crowd gets kind of quiet, and he has like a boom mic on top of him outside the scene, outside the camera view. So it's the it's the movie stylized version of the sad loner weed smoker singing in a coffee shop. That's what this is, and it works so well. Like it's it's sure, actually the, sure. The if you find song, a microphone that good, <laughs> you 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 let me know, okay? Well, like I said it's the movie version. It is <laughs> it is not the yes yes yeah. no. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, he had a great delivery because I did not realize it was about smoking weed. Had I realized it was about smoking weed, I'd be like, this is another farce, like a lot of the songs. But it's not. Like it it feels genuine. Like I almost want to cry because of his genuine genuinity in this song it's it's a good it's a great delivery and it doesn't remind me of any other songs and the chorus is beautiful like it's a great change up there it's just a really well done song um the one thing i have is that uh embrace neil diamond because you clearly want to you clearly want to i'm not sure i hear that actually um there there were just a couple phrases that he ended and i'm like Lean into it, man. Lean into it. Uh, uh, you know, I like Neil Diamond. He's the best. Okay. So just do it. Do the Neil Diamond. Uh, Lean into it. All right. So <laughs> so that is round two for Nurein 320 ambiance. 
I have a top three for sure. I'm not sure if I have a bottom three. Uh, how about you? You got a ranking list? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I don't know who went first last time, so. Yeah, I, man, I think, I think I have to put Fisher and Diaz first. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. What can I say? It's, it's just, it's, I don't know. No, it's good. <laughs> like, it's like, definitely a top half for me. Um, and, and I also really liked Carlo and, um. Oh, man, three three would be a tough one. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure anybody belongs in the top three with them, but there are a lot of people who belong in the next four to six. If that makes sense. Sure, I I can see that. Um, my my ranking breakdown kind of breaks down that way. Um, I actually I think I'm gonna put you at in number one there. Um, Woo! Yeah, I know, right? Which everyone's gonna be like, ah, oh, favoritism. Well, I'm not a judge, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I think I think your song is like it's so so well done, so clean and crisp, and so like different, and, and feels extremely genuine. Um, and then two and three is sort of a toss up between either uh, DJ Ranger Den with their creepy horror sound song, or uh, Mandibles with their everything flips in and out and all their key changes um, across the board. I'm not really sure which I'd pick as second and third, um, but those are those are my top three for sure. Um, the ones you picked out are are in the pack for sure in the next like four to six, four to seven, somewhere in there. Interesting. Yeah, but that's those are my top five. Um, yeah, I I think for for the next in the pack, I would definitely pick uh, Alchemist. Um, well, actually, Pig Farmer belongs in the top three, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in the top three with with Carlo and Fisher and Diaz. And then I'll say, uh, you know, Boff. Oh man, I want to put Boffo in the top, but it is a joke song. But it's a really good joke song. And uh, Nick Soma definitely, definitely one of my picks. Inflatable Veggies was pretty good. Yeah, man, I guess there's a lot of good ones. Um, there are so many good ones. It's it's really hard picking the right ones. Yeah, yeah. I would, but Ber- I would definitely Berkeley, take Pig Berkeley Farmer. and Cave Dwellers. You know, I really like the Cave Dwellers one, and uh, Berkeley was pretty good too. I, I, all of them are very good. I don't know who's gonna get kicked off. I, oh, I have no idea. Put it fifty fifty. Me actually, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, this is, a, this is a really tough round. I think everyone did. There's like probably like four general categories that people do in different things, but everything felt, every song felt unique compared to everything else. Like I can't like say, oh yeah, this song is a lot like this song, um, except maybe in a couple of spots here and there. Yeah, it's it's a round that's gonna go down in history. Yeah, it's it, a good round. It is a good. I, I expected this round to be terrible, and it delivered beyond beyond expectations yeah so that's round uh round two round three is due um this sunday night may 29th and or monday monday morning it depending on your time zone and it's called uh the title is we should and the challenge is have a guest to play a household item on the track that'll be interesting gonna be another one where i'm gonna be nitpicky on things i'm sure you can always uh, catch up uh, on all the songs. You can hear them at neurine.songlander.com. Uh, you can catch us at podcast.songlander.com. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at newugly. You can get, send us an email, newuglypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, hit, us, hit us up with a voicemail at 608-571-4940. That's right. I wrote it down this time. I actually know it. 
Um, I'll also put it's my it, Buffalo Wild Wings rewards number. It's so good. <laughs> um, there is also uh, we'll put in the in the show notes. We'll put a link to the uh, round two song fight board topic that you can go check out that whole listing from everybody and also finally remember to grab the uh listening party uh channel so i I grabbed that too and that'll be in the show notes as well um already passed of course for this round and it'll always be passed for these rounds but hopefully if you want to catch it up they do was it monday at like seven eastern or something eight yeah yeah something something like that they do every monday every monday night they have a listening party eastern time so you can go catch that as well um until i think that's everything right i think we got it all uh yeah. yeah all right yeah all right. we'll see you next week we song love you long song time. love you long time there we go <laughs>